are Locked On Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at McDonald's. Proudly serving communities since 1965, McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thanks to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. And I'm loving it. It is as momentous a a news day as we have had in Packerland since this summer, I guess. It seemed like it was going to be a lot longer than that, but it hasn't really been that long since Aaron Rodgers got back to Green Bay and arrived for training camp. Coincidentally, this story is also about Aaron Rodgers, but not that he is back, but that he is in fact going to be out for at least a week, if not two, after having tested positive for COVID-19. Let's just walk back through the steps, what we learned, when we learned it, and what we know now. We're going to get to the football implications of this a little bit later in the show. So if you don't want the rehash of all of this, fast forward 10, 12 minutes, and you can hear Jordan Love talk and and a lot more. We find out early on Wednesday morning that Aaron Rodgers has tested positive and is going to be out Almost immediately, that report is dovetailed with the reporting that Aaron Rodgers is missing the game because he is unvaccinated. So bigger picture here. The reason Devontae Adams was not immediately ruled out last week when he tested positive was because if you are vaccinated, according to league rules... You can still play if you return two negative tests 24 hours spaced apart. We talked about this last week. Unvaccinated players who test positive are not given that same leeway. They have to quarantine for 10 days away from the facility. That would put Aaron Rodgers' return November 13th, Saturday, the day before they play the Seattle Seahawks. So this may not just be a one-week issue for the Green Bay Packers. It is likely a two-week issue where Jordan Love is going to have to play. The good news for the Packers with Jordan Love, he is vaccinated and has already had COVID. So based on what we know so far, that makes him doubly less likely to have an issue in the future. Okay. Then once we heard, oh, wait, Aaron Rodgers is unvaccinated, but he said a thing. He said he was vaccinated, right? Well, no. Here's, here is exactly what was said. Are you vaccinated and what's your stance on, on vaccinations? Yeah, I've been immunized. 
He said, when asked, are you vaccinated? Yeah, I've been immunized. Here, before we get to anything more, if I asked you, this is the metaphor that I have been using. If I asked you to go get Diet Coke at the store and you come back and I say, hey, did you get my Diet Coke? And you said, yeah, I got the soda. And I go into the refrigerator and I find RC Cola in there. You lied to me. You lied to me. There is a cohort of people who want to say, well, he said immunized, not vaccinated, as if those are not at least broadly accepted to be synonyms. Now, Rogers gets to live in all the margins in the gray area and equivocate and say, well, I didn't say I was vaccinated. If he gets called on it now, he gets to point to that moment and say, I didn't say I was vaccinated, but he did say yes. Okay, he said, yeah. And then when a follow-up question was asked about Kirk Cousins and his decision to not be vaccinated, his out and proud decision, by the way, Rogers said nothing about correcting the record on his vaccination status and referred to people on the team who are vaccinated as they with the implication being he is not part of a they. Generally speaking, when you are talking about a cohort of people of which you are included, and in this case, specifically included, you don't use they, you say we. He didn't do that. We have to be unequivocal about this. His statements were meant to be misleading. He knew when he phrased it that way, Aaron Rodgers is too smart. I don't want to hear any of the nonsense. He is too smart. He knows what he is saying. This is someone who is famous, famously deliberate in his word choices. He knew what he was saying. He knew we would think something that wasn't true and not ask him about it again. And that's exactly what happened. And everyone in that room that he interacts with on a daily basis, maskless, believed he was vaccinated. He wasn't. Everyone, all Packer fans, believed he was vaccinated. Now, I would much rather that. And then you, maybe you have people who went, well, Aaron Rodgers got the job. I'm going to go get it. I guarantee you there's at least one person out there for whom that is true. And in that way. You know, I, I have some begrudging respect for that. I would have had a lot more respect for a, I don't want to talk about it, or a, I, I had a conversation with my doctor and we didn't feel like it was the right thing for me. He apparently went to his personal doctor, this is according to reports, in Canada, had some sort of therapeutic, some homeopathic therapeutic that he thought would boost his antibodies and wanted that to be they want, he wanted that to count. The NFL said, no, that doesn't count. The NFL knew since the start of the regular season. The players knew. The coaches knew. Everyone knew. In fact, I, I reported that the players knew. 
I talked to a source. The players knew. Um, there are obvious ways that the players could know if they didn't otherwise know. Um, the weight room is separated, essentially, for vaccinated and unvaccinated. So you know if if there are people in there at a certain time and he was wearing masks around the facility, apparently in the building, he was following the rules. Allegedly. Now, he did not wear masks in press conferences. That is... Albert Breer sought some clarification on this from the NFL, a violation. The Vikings, Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, other guys who have been in these press conferences inside in the building without masks on, they have theoretically also run afoul of these protocols. I expect, and the league now is investigating this. We know this. The league has said we are investigating what happened. The Halloween party, we believe, is a violation of protocols. Now, he did not mislead the organization, did not mislead the NFL. The Packers knew the whole time. But that raises questions about their culpability in these protocol violations, including and especially with the media. It, to me, to me, Doing it this way is unethical. It's unethical to mislead the public in this way about something like this. And what's more, it's unethical for everyone in that room to believe that Rogers is vaccinated. There could be people in that room immunocompromised, people in that room at higher risk, who are vaccinated, but they have lower immunity, even with a vaccine, than they might otherwise. And maybe they would take different precautions. Maybe they would be on Zoom instead of being there in person. But they believe that everyone who comes through there who is not wearing a mask is vaccinated. That turned out to not be the case. And that is a problem. So this is not me being annoyed that Aaron Rodgers is not vaccinated, although I am annoyed that he's not. The reason I'm annoyed that he lied about it is because it put people at risk. If you want to say, make personal decisions, do your own research, that's your choice. You get to do that. But you don't get to take away my decision, my ability to make an informed choice by lying to me about it. And that's what it was. It was a lie. He lied. He lied. He was asked, are you vaccinated? He said, yeah. That's a lie. I am immunized. At absolute most diplomatic reading, being as, as sympathetic to his side as possible, if we are just going to ignore the fact that we know he is deliberate in everything that he says, and he knows how people are going to react to the things that he says. He knew there would be a certain number of people, probably a large number, who would take that to mean he's vaccinated when he's not. And that includes, by the way, I think everyone in that room, because when this when this news came out, everyone on the Packers beat who is there every single day is going Wait, what? He's what? 
But he said, everyone in the room took it to mean one thing. And the only person that I know of that was like, wait, was Michael Smith, who is a journalist by training, though I think uh, technically a talk show host now. He had it right in August when he said, I I don't think I've been told he's not vaccinated. He had this homeopathic therapeutic and this story is not what it seems to be. He was right about that. I had not seen that. I wish I had seen that because I would have reached out and been like, Michael, what's the deal with this? Not that we're boys, but like I would have I would have made an effort to try and talk to him. And I would have encouraged people on the beat to follow up with Rogers. That didn't happen. There is a real potential for fines theoretically under the rules set forth in the mutually agreed upon COVID protocols. There should be fines for these violations, multiple violations in this case. I mean, press conferences among across weeks and weeks and weeks that Aaron Rodgers engaged in maskless. You know, they'll have to, to find out exactly how many people were at the Halloween party. Seemed like more than three. Maybe there are only three. Not a very fun Halloween party, but. And there, there are going to be repercussions for that. Now, the fines, like, whatever. The Packers can pay the fines. Aaron Rodgers can pay the fines. But. This is a huge story. He is going to miss at least one, if not two games, in national windows in what would have been a marquee game. Aaron Rodgers against Patrick Mahomes. They can no longer promote it that way all week. The ratings will not be as high. Don't be surprised if the sanctions are harsher on Green Bay than they might otherwise be. Now, also, don't be surprised (laughs) if the league goes, well, a lot of teams were not doing exactly what we said. And a lot of guys weren't wearing masks on the sidelines when they should have been. And a lot of guys weren't wearing masks in press conferences when they should have been. So let's just remind everyone again, hey, this is the deal. And we'll move forward. No harm, no foul. That seems like the most likely situation. It is a disappointing moment for the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. And I, I don't think it's fair to go, oh, well, this proves he's not all in or, or whatever. Now, do I think it is good leadership? No. Do I think it is the right thing to do? No. And I've said that. I've been clear about that. And, you know, people are mad about it that I feel that way. He gets to make a personal choice. And it's a choice that I don't believe is right. And it's a choice that I don't think reflects well on him as a leader. And I've, I said this about Zadaria Smith as well. I think it's really hard right now in our landscape, in our time, to make that kind of decision and have me respect your, your leadership. I just, it, it, is, it is a struggle. It is a struggle. Now, the, the players are going to say all the right things. Aaron Jones is going to say all the right things. You know, he's still our guy. When he comes back, he's still going to be our guy. We still, it's not a selfish decision, not a selfish decision, all that stuff. That's that's fine. He has to say that too, by the way. I don't, I don't, I don't feel that way. And you might you might think, who cares how I feel? That's fine too. And that's your choice. I've made my choice, you've made your choice, right? That's that's America. But the choice has a consequence. 
And in this case, the consequence is the Packers are not going to have Aaron Rodgers on Sunday in a game that they were in really good position to steal. And they may not have him for Seattle, who may have Russell Wilson back in two weeks. This episode is of Locked on Packers is brought to you by McDonald's, probably serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up to study, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and fountain Diet Coke. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team or the away team can come to recharge. It's a place you always look forward to stopping in on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. I went there over the weekend. Had a little too much wine. Next day, nothing really was going to taste good to me. I had to go to McDonald's. Double cheeseburger meal, two cheeseburger meal. Those are my two go-tos. Get that soda. Oof. The fries were hot and crispy and tasty and so, so good. They just, it hit, it hit right. It hits so right. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. I am absolutely loving it. And today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. I love Thanksgiving, all the good food and treats and plenty of them, but maybe you want a yummy dessert that isn't so full of calories and sugar. It's the perfect time for Built Bar. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. I'm not joking. And the reason I'm not joking is because they taste like candy bars. That's how good these things are. One slice of pie is upward of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars... There are only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, plus you get that good protein. Replace the coconut pie with a coconut built bar. Or go for a raspberry built bar instead of that raspberry pie. Lots of great flavors to replace any pie. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein, covered in 100% real chocolate. And they're great when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, or maybe uh, you've had a couple two tree old fashions and you need to get that base going again because so the turkey's not going to be ready for a while. Grab a Built Bar. New surprises all month. Limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly. So check the site often. There's nothing like Built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. So go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, let's get to the football side of no Aaron Rodgers. We expect David Bakhtiari to be back this week. We expect Marquez Valdez-Scantling to be back this week. Al Lazard is out of COVID protocols, not on the injury report. He will be back this week, barring some sort of new injury or barring him testing positive. And, you know, we're still waiting on and seeing on Devontae Adams. What Matt LaFleur said yesterday was that he expects or he is hoping that Joe Barry and Devontae Adams will be out there today. Now that suggests to me that they each have had the one, the requisite one negative test. They're going to get that second negative test or that they both have the negative tests and they're, you know, they're getting ready to go to practice. We'll see. Getting everyone back offensively. Josh Myers had surgery. They're hoping he can be back this season. He had issues with injuries at Ohio State, but Lucas Patrick has been fine and will be better because Elton Jenkins is moving back to left guard where he is one of the two or three best interior linemen in the league. You're giving Jordan Love the opportunity to succeed. The best chance for him to succeed. Remember, the preseason, 
we saw Jordan Love with Malik Taylor and uh, DeAndre Tompkins and, and Devin Funches and Jay Sternberger, guys who are not on this team anymore. And it was Josh Neijman. And yes, he was playing with Josh Myers and Royce Newman, but David Bakhtiari's not out there. Billy Turner's not out there. It, it, it is not the number one offensive line. He wasn't turning and handing to Aaron Jones. He wasn't throwing to Devontae Adams. He didn't have Mercedes Lewis in there clearing lanes on play action or blocking the backside defensive end on a boot or, or whatever it is. He is going to get an opportunity to throw deep shots to Alan Lazard and Marquez Valdez-Scanling, to throw double moves to Devontae Adams, to throw slant routes to Devontae Adams, deep in cuts, corner routes. We're going to see the full gamut. The safe way to deal with Jordan Love in a moment like this. Quick game, run the ball, play action shot plays. You have to create some variance. And I was a little surprised Green Bay did not go to a couple more deep shots um, against the, the Cardinals. I'm sure part of that is simply because they didn't have the personnel. But you, you EQ can run. Like you, he can, he can motor, he can get downfield. They didn't feel comfortable taking those shots. But if you have all of your guys, I think you're going to see more of those opportunities down the field. I think they certainly would have done that and will in this game, especially if the chiefs decide they're going to play a lot of single high coverage. They're going to attack downhill to try and take away the run game. This is one of the worst run defenses in the league. And that is why Jordan love is in position to succeed because even though you don't need a good run game to have a good play action game, it helps mentally from the play caller standpoint. I think it helps physically with the offensive line and it's going to incentivize Matt LaFleur to both run the ball and create with play action. This defense from a run defense standpoint is just not going to be, they're not going to offer enough resistance to make Jordan Love and this Packers offense play one handed because that's what you have to do against a rookie you have to get them in third and long. You have to get them in second and 10, second and eight, second and 12, so that an incomplete pass is third and long situations. So that means the Packers cannot commit penalties, no pre-snap, no pre-snap penalties. You cannot, you cannot, cannot, cannot have false starts and you cannot hold. Melvin Ingram, who the Chiefs traded for, Looks like he's got a chance to play this week. You already have Frank Clark and Chris Jones. There are some players who can create some pass rush, but behind them, it's a mess. It's a mess. And if you have your receivers, you have to just trust them to win. And I think they're going to. This is an offense that we know can play in rhythm that schematically is very strong. And if you're, if you're constantly in third and two to six, that makes it so much easier on your offense because the blitz is, is you know, it, it's not as effective. You have run or pass. You have play action at your disposal. You don't have to constantly be playing an empty. You're not going to get the same checks. You're not going to be as perfect pre-snap as you are with Aaron Rodgers when you have Jordan Love. So Matt LaFleur is going to have to call one of the best games of his career. I thought he called a great game by and large last week. Again, some some red zone play calls that I wasn't in love with, but he managed that game and the plan for that game was really, really, really good. This is going to be another one of those kinds of tests. Do you remember 2010? 
The Packers went to New England after Aaron Rodgers suffered a concussion in a loss to the Lions. And they hung with the New England Patriots the entire game. It took a Dan Connolly kick return, wild kick return, to to basically lose that game. Matt Flynn also threw a bad pick six. They hung with that team from start to finish. They were in that game the entire step, every step of the way. That is what you're, you're looking for here for the Packers. And I think... I think this Chiefs team is not as good as that Patriots team was. And they can they can be in this game. They can win this game. They can win this game. And this is the best evaluation that we are going to have had of Jordan Love yet. And you go back to the preseason. He played on rhythm. He played on time. The ball was getting out and, and getting out accurately. He was going one, two, three, bang. One, two, three, pat, bang. One, two, three, four, five, ball out. And when that first read wasn't there, it was slide, it was shuffle, it was step up, it was buy time and and find someone keeping your eyes down the field. Don't worry about the pass rush. Can you do that with live bullets in a real NFL game? We're going to find out. But you go back to that Bills game, the last preseason game. He's making throws to Malik Taylor on Trey White. He's hitting that whole shot against cover two in the two minute drill. Pressure in his face. A 40-yard dime on the sidelines that Malik Taylor makes a nice play, gets popped, keeps his feet in. Devontae Adams can make that play. Al Lazard can make that play. He didn't get to be protected by David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins in that game. He had to deal with the immediate pressure. He's not going to have to do that the same way in this game. He's going to get to have Devontae Adams win one-on-one which they didn't have in the red zone down there. I mean, their fourth and goal play call was a slant to Malik Taylor on Trey White. You feel a lot better about it if it's Devontae Adams. So could this be a glimpse into what this team could look like in a year? Absolutely. Absolutely. And if the Packers like what they see, you've got either a great bargaining chip moving forward with Aaron Rodgers. And if Rodgers ends up being, you know, wanting to stay, maybe you can, you can trade him. Maybe you can get the Jimmy Garoppolo deal. For Jordan Love, you extend Aaron Rodgers and you ride off into the sunset with him. Or at the end of the year, Rodgers wants out and Jordan Love is, is your guy and you feel good about it. And if Jordan Love is bad, well, then Aaron Rodgers is your guy. You you do everything you can to keep him and he comes back. You you do whatever you need to do. Maybe just keep Jordan Love because Rodgers knows, well, he's nah, whatever. It doesn't matter. He's here, but like he can't play. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to be Solid. I'm not going to say he's going to look like a star or anything like that, but I think he is in a very good position to succeed. And that is what you want from this Packers team. Ben Fennell said it, friend of the pod. He, he being Jordan Love in this case, is in such a better position to succeed than Brett Hundley was precisely because of the infrastructure. And that is thanks to Matt LaFleur. This offense is so much more quarterback friendly It does not require you to read things out and for guys to win on the outside and for all the audibles to be perfect and all the protections to be perfect. There's more defined reads, more layups, more gimme throws. You're going to you're going to run the ball like crazy. You do not feel like they're going to abandon the run game like you did when Mike McCarthy was the was the coach. This team is going to pound A.J. Dillon. They're going to pound Aaron Jones. They're going to get Aaron Jones matched up on linebackers. They're going to they're gonna use Josiah DeGuar in interesting ways. Fullback seam, fullback wheel. Oh, yeah, they're going to that. 
I think go back and watch what this offense was week one against the Vikings. That last year, that is the team, the, the, the schematic approach. They might not score 40 points because Aaron Rodgers is not involved. But that is the approach that they're going to take in this game. It is going to be the Matt LaFleur offense all the way. And I'm excited to see it. I really am. I'm, I'm so excited to see it. I think we're going to see RPOs that we haven't seen before, post-snap RPOs, where he's reading the conflict defender. I think you're going to see zone read. I think you're going to see some more moving in the pocket in terms of like boot actions and nakeds and, and fun stuff like that. Maybe maybe some a quarterback draw or two. Not that Jordan Love is is Justin Field as a runner, but but you you would be willing to use him in those kinds of ways where maybe you wouldn't be with Aaron Rodgers. And at this stage in his career, he's more athletic than Aaron Rodgers. Like it's it's just not close. He's just more athletic. He's looser. He's twitchier. He's faster. It just it is what it is. We don't, we don't have any idea if he's anywhere near the quarterback of Aaron Rodgers, but athletically, he's in a better position. He's 22. It's like, this is this is not Rodgers slander, so relax on that. This team is going to get a great opportunity to evaluate their guy. And a month ago, we all assumed this was a loss. We did. They were going to go to KC and they were going to get beat. They were, it was going to be a good game, but Casey was going to be better at home, all that. Well, this game was one and a half. The Packers were, were getting one and a half heading to KC, which means Vegas thinks the Packers are a better team on a neutral field. By the way, I agree. It's now seven and a half. Now, Rodgers moving, moving the line six points probably makes sense. Very good quarterbacks tend to do that. But Seattle, it's now it's like three, four and a half for Geno Smith. Can Jordan Love beat Geno Smith? I think he can. I think this defense is playing really well. And if you're getting all these guys back, I don't I don't think this is going to be a blowout. I think Jordan Love is going to play well enough to keep this game close and even have an opportunity to win it. I, I can't wait to see what it's going to look like. Bet Online is back and better than ever. A new web interface that starts with basketball with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action you need this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to get that bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Las Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing opportunities available for the 2021 season. Season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow. Crossover Thursday moves to Friday. We had to get this up. We are, by the way, we are on YouTube right now, and we we put this up early. Our breaking news stuff. This is going to be something we're doing. So go subscribe to Locked On Packers on YouTube. We're up the night before. Uh, it is not even eight o'clock as we record this central time. So we had to, rec- we had to react to the news. This is going to go up as soon as possible. And, uh, this will be in your, obviously, if you're listening to this, this was in your news feed this morning, your, your podcast feed, wherever you find podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google podcasts. And, uh, we'll have Chris Clark from locked on chiefs in tomorrow to talk about that. No live stream, um, in the podcast feed, but we will still do a live we are still going to do a live at four o'clock central time, four or five Eastern. Tomorrow, we were going to do a live that is going to be a bonus live to talk about um, the injuries. It'll only probably be 15, maybe 20 minutes. 
Just talk about the injuries. Talk about the latest. Talk about making sure Jordan Love does not have COVID. Making sure Devontae Adams is back. We'll, maybe we'll hear with David Bakhtiari and all that stuff. So check that out. That's going to be a bonus episode coming on YouTube only on Friday, 4 Central, 5 Eastern. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, Texas, call us 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers. <laughs>